0: Hi, guys. Welcome to the Not A Millennial podcast. I'm Madi.
1: And I'm Martha. And the first episode, we are going to just tell you who we are and why we started this podcast and the things we have in store for you in the future. So, um, basically, I don't know. We've already said our names. So, yeah, um, you want to go with how we met or? Yeah, all that yeah. Stuff. I think
0: we should talk about... Um, obviously why we decided to start the podcast how we met Mm. yeah so we met at uni that's almost like in 2016 so about four years ago we met at uni um yeah we're on the same course do you Mm. want to tell the story
1: (laughs) yeah um we were both doing law actually and i think i remember maddie more than she remembers me like the first time we met anyway (laughs) so i was in um it was just before like a lecture and stuff and i was just sitting because you know was
0: it like an introduction like an introductory lecture
1: must have been
0: i feel like yeah because i think it was like pretty early on like in the beginning
1: yeah 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 and it was after Mm -hmm. freshers week because i didn't participate in freshers week because i thought i wanted to be with my mom the whole of that week because i i missed her that when i had wasn't. i was in another uni and i did the freshers week and i was like yeah oh, this time i want to hang out with her so actually didn't know the you didn't do week. freshers sorry
0: actually i didn't know you didn't do freshers
1: no i really didn't do it i was just hanging i was just hanging out with my mom and just doing shopping and trying to settle everything because yeah. i was doing much more than everyone else you know i was trying exactly. to move myself from london to nottingham just crazy yeah. So the second yeah. week is when I decided now I should look for people, for my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. I was sitting in the lecture. It was like just before the lecture. And then I was just hearing people talking behind me. Then, you know, obviously, Madi, you're very outgoing. You, you always talk to just anybody. So <laughs> I was hearing behind me like a Kenyan voice. And then I turned. I was like, are you Kenyan? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, good. So now we started from there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like we actually we were friends from that moment pretty much because yeah. during that conversation you told me that you were going to be staying at the same accommodation as me. So I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, nice, another Kenyan." So I feel like we hit it off from that point. And then yeah.
1: then um we lived together the second year of uni.
0: Mhm mhm. It was us and another friend. So it was like three of us mm-hmm. as roommates. Mhm. Yeah, I think that's where the idea of the podcast first came up, was because... Yeah, because
1: we (laughs) would have, like, long conversations about different things, like pop culture, like politics, all sorts of things, and used to say we set a YouTube, but at the time I was like, hey, YouTube, Bapana, because we want to turn into, what is this, the kitchen show. um, Exactly. (laughs) There were
0: various kitchen shows. Yeah, I think at the time everybody was doing YouTube, so that's why I wanted to do YouTube, but um, so. mm-hmm. yeah, the reason I think we didn't end up doing the podcast at that time was that the workload we had was just so crazy. The schedule, mm-hmm. there's really no free time, and when we had free time, we just kind of want to relax and talk to your friends. You don't want it to be, like, a thing, you know? Yeah, so,
1: yeah, I used to have been mm-hmm. a thing if we were actually Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Although I feel like back then we were more reckless like i feel like it would have been a lot more fun then.
1: true true but you know what it's you know good things come to those who wait, and all that and you, also it's good that you've done it on your mature because the things you were saying were, were wild you know
0: <laughs> like then, and you know that's why i feel like it was banned then because like you know? <laughs> at all <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, do you sometimes look at like opinions you had just like two years ago, and you're like, "What is wrong with that person? Like, who? What was going on?
1: <laughs> Yo, like, <that's> not, like <laughs> I think that all the time. Say, yeah, no, there are things I'll say. Yeah. yeah, you you just leave them in the GC. Oh. <laughs> you don't come and see them <laughs> on work because they live forever.
0: you have would have been, been cancelled on the first episode. <laughs>
1: sorry
0: I'm saying would have been cancelled on the first episode
1: fact. Fact.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but anyway we've ended um, up um stand, starting the podcast now um in part due to corona and the fact that we're all at home now and we don't really have much else to do and we mm-hmm. thought why not you know perfect timing
1: yeah, and um, what about the name of the podcast? It was a hassle trying to get this name.
0: Yeah, we actually really struggled trying to get a name.
1: Bro, we had that a lot of easy. names, you know.
0: <laughs> I know. I wish we could say um, the throwaways, the ones we didn't end up going with, but I don't think we should now. Maybe later on.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll probably say them later on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but. Um, I think we ended up settling on not a millennial because I feel like it really represents us and our views. Generally, we tend to talk about pop culture, sometimes like, you know, just current events. And I think our perspective is missing in the current like podcast landscape because Mm -hmm. we're not really Zoomers, like we're not TikTok generation, but at the same time, we're not millennials. We're not working really yet. We don't have kids. Um, I just feel like this group of people that just like are in uni or have just exited uni, we don't really have that much representation. So I yeah. Think it just,
1: it yeah, and as well, I remember the joke that I'm stealing for all our um descriptions of the <laughs> podcast was yeah, um, you know, we are in that middle part of you know, people who decide when to be Gen Z or millennials, depending on who is less embarrassing on the day because <laughs> every day there's a new thing especially with the tiktok generation every day a new video is coming out but then the next day 25 plus twitter is embarrassing us with 200 dates every day (laughs) um,
0: not sorry to interrupt you but i think the most like upsetting part like the thing that really annoys me about 25 plus twitter or just anything instagram is like their obsession with like dating they are always talking about it like all the time and i'm like yes. is it every day? if it's not dates it's cooking who, who cooks you know it's just the kind of conversations are just like gosh you know
1: and you know those conversations might be important but they're always trivialized they're never given an important mm-hmm. context so they don't go mm-hmm. anywhere so it's like yeah you're just going around in circles again. So we're tr- I think what you're yeah. trying to do here is kind of streamline some of those things and actually mm-hmm. give importance. If there is any importance in the in the end, you know, if we ever end up <laughs> discussing cooking, <laughs> yeah. we might yeah. have to make it serious. But, you know, that, that's what you're trying to do. Yeah.
0: I think there's, like, obviously all those conversations, there's something, there's always some truth there and some serious thing, but I just feel like how people approach it most times, just, it's a bit
1: frustrating, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like so, as <laughs> exactly. well as, um, um, you know, just the pop culture stuff of things, there's also, you know, mm-hmm. our professional lives or whatever, yeah. like what you are yeah. trying to do right now, where we are in... Um, the academic to professional transition or whatever and you know there's also not a a lot of people are (laughs) talking about that in the podcast landscape I I would say most people are either straight working or still in uni so there's not that limbo of what are you doing in the middle you know there's a lot to be spoken about like post-grad depression Mm -hmm. some people are actually doing masters right now or like, mm-hmm. you know, um, trying to now start getting into professional courses like us. Or, you know, just being yeah. a career, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel, just like I was saying before, that I feel like there's definitely a gap there and nobody really talks about it. So even when you're leaving uni, nobody really prepared you for what comes next. You know, mm-hmm. especially if you don't immediately go into another degree or you don't immediately go into a job. Yeah. And then You know, many of us that graduated either last year or this year, Corona kind of puts a stop to everything. So, whether you were ready to start immediately or not, you maybe didn't have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think there should be space for people to talk about like the realizations you have during this time. You really want the career you wanted when you were 18 or you, you know, changed your mind, you know? Yeah. Because we're really not the people we were four years ago. Let's be real. So, yeah. yeah, I think conversations need to be happening. So I'm happy, like, at least the two of us are in this place, and I'm sure many people can relate. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, especially one of the episodes you want to record in future is especially, because we both did law, and we are trying to see mm-hmm. what our next options are. So, you know, for a Kenyan somebody get, getting into kenyan law trying to be a lawyer or whatever it is um they are like yeah. people don't understand that there are many choices so you either you know go to into kenya school of law or decide to forfeit it altogether. or the experiences mm-hmm. in kenya school of law itself like i've not seen a lot of um people talk about it you know there are like um like you see uk youtube or us youtube there are always these youtubers talking about their experiences in university but like or in law school or whatever but i've I've seen very few very few content about getting into ksl especially us because we um what is it we studied in a foreign university, so transitioning here is quite yeah. difficult and there's no roadmap. Everybody has to kind yeah. of figure it out themselves. As much as you can ask friends for help, like I know I've asked you for help, but at the end of the day, you're the one who's stomaching town, yeah. trying to get those yeah. things all sorted. The struggle is real. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> so we need to discuss that kind of thing. And I think also I'm um, trying to you know, forge a different path because you know, usually in Kenya if you study law you becoming a lawyer. So there's you know, there's the diff so we need also to discuss um what if you decide all ultimately like I'm not doing I'm not going to court, like let me just go and do something else. And you know the kind of space that yeah. is afforded for you in Kenya, like you know, taking that big of a risk.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think oof, yeah. Especially yeah. on the part where you're talking about You decide to do something different Mm -hmm. that risk is i don't know i feel like many people do have those thoughts but it's difficult to actually do it especially here in kenya because i don't know i feel like if you don't go into a kind of traditional profession here you don't know how you're ever gonna make ends meet as an adult let's be honest you know the creative industry is not that um, advanced Mm -hmm. here I don't think it's it's also it's very limited you know especially now with like YouTube and podcasting those things are new I don't think people are really it's really taken that much ground here in Kenya you know so for someone to decide like they want to go the creative route it's a very very big risk Mm -hmm. and most times I feel like unless you have that kind of financial stability Mm -hmm. many people wouldn't make that you know you'd rather just go out and hustle and go to KSL even though you hate it just so that you can you know you'll be able to have a career you know Mm -hmm. so yeah I think I think I've also been having those thoughts and you know for me I finished last year so I've been home for about a year now and I already started going to another Kenyan university. I don't want to see the name of It's <laughs>
1: university for those people who will get it. But anyway... It's
0: called parking lot. Okay. Uh, no offense to anybody that's you gone know, there. um uh, the that we're going to you. Gonna
1: talk about how to transition into KSL from foreign universities. But anyway, yeah, but that's for like
0: another episode.
1: another episode. But
0: yeah,
1: to yeah exactly. Them. I've
0: gone through. I had to... Yeah, I had to go to this university to um, do a pre-Kenya School of Law course because obviously I studied abroad, so my experience going to that uni was like such a huge culture shock for me initially because everything was running so differently, just I don't even know where to start. I think I'll just save that for the podcast where we talk about Kenya School of Law, but yeah the transition of coming home and settling in back home that was very it wasn't that easy for me you know and so i don't know i feel like it made me have a lot of doubts about many things like even especially my career because then i was like do i really want to practice law Mm -hmm. here i knew for a fact i didn't want to practice law in the uk but then coming home i was like i don't know which what i thought but i actually did think i wanted i thought i would want to practice here but then from what i've seen i don't really know if it's i don't know if it's the best thing for me i don't know if i'm well suited to it uh i don't know if i can i don't know if i can hack it
1: yeah and that's <laughs> but good. yeah because so, even me i'm in that same position yeah. that, you know because yeah. my parents are both lawyers so they're both pushing me to go a specific route without asking me what i want to do yeah. and uh, before
0: I get to myself, like how has gap year been for you or the first gap year or whatever? Yeah, it's been an enforced gap year. Um, <laughs> so when did I? I came home last year, August and then um, I went to, you know, the Parking lot University <laughs> up until around, <laughs> around March when Corona hit yeah. and then obviously we're now studying online we're studying from home. Um, but initially my plan when I came home was like, I was going to take like a six month break mm-hmm. and start, um, the pre-k cell course in January. But then I think, I don't know if it's just trying to keep your habits or yeah, like I, I was really struggling when I came home and I was only home for like three weeks before I decided to go and enroll in the pre-k cell course, but I felt like so so much pressure, like I wasn't working, I wasn't in school, and I was like, oh, I'm wasting time, I'm not doing anything, I have to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So I like really rushed the process and by like September I was already in that course. So I didn't have any break really between uni and um like this because it's kind of a postgraduate this course. Yeah. I didn't have any so I didn't have so much of a break between the two. And I will tell you I really struggled that first semester. I struggled so much. Um, I was doing six or seven units. Um, There were days I would be at uni from like 6.30 in the morning to like 6.30 p.m. because it was also far away from where I lived, so I'd have to leave really early. And then when I leave late, I'd have like so much traffic coming back home. So I really like – it was just – it was a lot, you know. And um, here they also have the thing where they do like – mid-term like assessments like in the uk we used to have assessments only at the end of the term here they would have assessments like every like four weeks or something so that was another thing i had to get used to um but yeah generally i enjoyed my lectures i liked my lecturers they were good but um yeah like i said it was a culture shock the way things moved like you didn't get your exam timetable until like two weeks before the exam that was a madness i was like how what's going on here um there was just there was a few things that really like made it not so easy for me but yeah because of corona I was then forced to take a break Mm -hmm. um in March I was forced to take a break so between March and now I've just basically been home and this break has given me a chance to really like analyze my life like I feel like I took like I I took myself out and I was like viewing my life as like someone else does that yeah, make sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was from the outside oh, the and yeah. yeah I really I had one this time and I feel like that really helps me kind of know where to focus my energy you know because before I feel like I was just go 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 I was just doing things mm-hmm. but now I feel like I'm doing it with a bit more purpose mm-hmm. you know I'm not just gonna do something I want to fill the time because um or oh, I'm not doing anything. Let me just go do a masters. Or oh, I'm not doing anything. Let me just mm-hmm, go do Kesel. Mm-hmm, like no, mm-hmm. I'm be more about decision making. So yeah, I feel like the gap here, as much as it wasn't planned, and I probably wouldn't have taken one on my own, because <laughs> I'm so afraid of being idle. The fact that I was forced to go on this gap here now, I think it's really given me a lot of perspective. So yeah, I would recommend it for anyone. Like. Obviously, there are people that did the gap years before they went to uni, so like when they were like 18, 19. Um, I don't know. I feel like I was very directionless then. I don't think that would have been a good idea for me. But maybe after uni, if you have the resources and you're able to yeah. I think it's a good idea to just take a break and actually take time to decide what you want for your life you know yeah
1: and very important that you've mentioned that if you have the resources then do it because you know it's not so many people have them yeah. but you know like um yeah it's just better than going and getting a burnout because that's exactly what is this um that you're at home and you look like you're not doing anything you just look like you're watching tv all day but honestly (laughs) netflix all day the alternative (laughs) is going back to doing like you said seven units you know when you told me seven units i was shook i was like what is that and you know i was thinking i've come off the back of finishing a degree which took the life out of me like took all my weight, like like basically yeah. physically, <laughs> mentally you know and you know so it's like i'd rather mm-hmm. be looking like this like a bum at home for at least maybe six months <laughs> than you know um going and running out and not performing well doing something else going yeah. to the next stage yeah. you know and it's like um you they want you to get up in the morning to to go somewhere to look like you're doing something but honestly at this stage in my life like i only have a degree no experience so obviously if i go into any office i'll just be sitting around doing nothing at the, you know so is it yeah. doing nothing in the office or doing nothing at home and not getting paid because yeah. let's be honest nobody is paying intern yeah the kenyan industry i mean kenyan um corporate world is just so bad with, on that front you know yeah so, um paid
0: internship for a lawyer first of all a lawyer that hasn't done pre-k I mean actual ksl exactly. there's no way exactly that's a dream
1: because i remember my experience <laughs> me the only thing i was doing was just sitting around all day not doing anything they, they might have like trusted yeah. one or two things but that was just like after a few months you know yeah and it's like yeah you know um just just the <laughs> You know, it's it not feels a like must. a waste of time. You go and to be seen to be doing something because you know, a break for me anyway is like really important for me, right? Because I just know if I transition back, I'll be I won't be in a very yeah. bad mental state, you know. And you know, that's yeah. not to alarm anyone because people hear a mental state and then they start saying, Oh, do you need to <laughs> see a doctor? Do I'm like, nah, <laughs> it's just a break, you just need. To refresh yourself, yeah, and you know, get back. Yeah, because you know, remember that cycle we had in first year, compared to how we away
0: in third year. What mine went in second year. Let <laughs> no, me not even lie. Like, we did we're going third year. <laughs> like even now that you're talking about, like you know, mental health and all that, like I feel like that's also a really serious discussion we need to have mm. about uni and how it affects people's mental health because me i feel like uni it, it, it wasn't good for me in that aspect mm-hmm. like <laughs> i don't think i'm better off like mentally for going to uni i feel like it was really it was really tough like it wasn't an easy experience especially like for us because we were abroad and also we were far away from home yes so we were having to adjust to being in a new place mm-hmm. in a new country and a new culture type of thing yeah um, trying to understand um, their learning, you know, their type of learning, yes. how you can get into it and do well in that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a huge transition. As well as living yeah, there think, and
1: adjusting to the culture mm-hmm. and, you know, all that. The and weather,
0: the weather. Mm-hmm. Girl. weather is a
1: big factor in that.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I honestly, I think in second year, that year we were living together. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think I went through some kind of breakdown. Like, I really in do. <laughs> yeah i'm not 100 yeah like i'm not 100 sure because i like never went to see anyone like i didn't go like for therapy or anything Mm -hmm. but i think my my mental health was in the bin
1: yeah it was
0: it was good i was not enjoying the course but my parents had paid so much money for me to go there there's no way i'd be like i want to (laughs) i want to leave i want to drop out
1: this is an option Mm -hmm. This is why, yeah. you know, like before asking them to spend any money, I'm like, can you guys just chill until I'm ready? Because I know you're gonna spend all this money and I'll just be there unhappy, you know. So, what is mm-hmm. the point just for me to rush to yeah. the next stage? Because I know I've been saying, like, since May, I've been saying, gosh, you guys, I'm tired. Like, do you understand? Like, no yeah, lie, I'm tired. Yeah, and then obviously, they're like, no, yeah. you know, if you take a break, you'll end up not going all together. But it's like, no. You know, like let's take things one at a time. Even between high school and yeah. uni, I had at least nine months, which of course was a kind of a forced break because uni by nature starts in September and uh, yeah, in September. So it's like yeah. um you know, it's not it's not move on to the next thing, next thing, next thing because as in, I'm very blessed to have two parents who, like, pay for my food and my clothing, and I'm not lacking yeah. anything. So all I'm asking mm-hmm. is just to, you know, relax for a bit, you know. And it's, yeah. you know, but then, you know, when you start saying, because I remember telling my dad, I have I have projects that I'm working on. So imagine me telling yeah. him, oh, by the end, Dad, I have like a podcast. I said, no, <laughs> I didn't tell him. So I said, the, the projects are personal, <laughs> Maybe
0: he'll eventually <laughs> find out about this. But <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't even know. Even me, like if I was talking to my dad, I don't know how to start explaining even what our podcast is. I don't even know if he knows. I don't know if you'd understand the concept. Like, you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I think it's, it might be a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, obviously, because we are both Kenyan. We can only offer the Kenyan perspective, yes. but I feel like here parents are just like, "What are you doing in my house? Doing nothing. You're mm. not in school. You're not working. Mm. Wagon." No, so I feel like that's always the vibe. Like even if it's not said, you feel it because they'll be asking you, "Oh, what? Are, what is this friend of yours doing? What's that friend of yours doing?" Very <laughs> like, true. You know very why, true. Why <laughs>
1: like after, like, after like, you right? and uh, the other friend who graduated before me yeah so my mother was always yeah. asking so what are they up to what are they, what is she up to what are they doing and i'm like oh they're just on their gap year you know yeah like, for some reason my parents project and they're like hey they're actually now they think people are responsible adults in society these times they're also chilling like me you know so, <laughs> And yeah, yeah. The generation of after or not even after uni. As soon as you leave the house to go to uni, you're not coming back. So you're going and you're yeah. going to hustle on your own. As in, my parents were the kind yeah. who just left uni, then got married. And I'm like, what is, you know, like I can't comprehend nah. that. So, you know, it's in a
0: 2020. That doesn't even make
1: sense. Huh? I was saying it's a very yeah. big difference
0: yeah i'm saying in 2020 mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense like you'd be shocked right now if like one or someone who went to uni ig they've posted they've gotten married like would be like what yeah what are you doing yeah
1: right now like <laughs> and it's happening actually to popular age group and i get so shocked i'm like that's yeah. a child like right now you're still a child what are you doing <laughs> getting married i don't that's understand good. it but you know, I, I don't know if it's it's not um, okay, generally the consensus or it seems to be like, because uh, the people around our age, most people are not moving out until they're 30 because, I mean, the housing market is just, you know, outrageous. Bro, but, we don't have money, you know. We, no we don't, don't have care.
0: care. <laughs> <can't> do it.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and speaking of yeah. uh, gap years and taking breaks and things like that, there were a few you know the like in the uk they say the gap yeah yeah a few people who are <laughs> arrogant to, enough to take their gapias in africa in rwanda specifically without um doing the proper precautions and they got beaten in the ass you want to take over that story Girl.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so when was this?
0: it was like was it just you know now with like quarantine and all that i really forget like time like i can't really assess how much Mm. yeah a few weeks ago there was this story of um a tiktoker i think she was american and basically she flew to rwanda saying she was going to do some charity work with gorillas whatever that means i don't know um i don't know what kind of charity work she was gonna (laughs) do with them but she was there to do that (laughs) i feel like it was one of those like influencer charity things like she was just going most yeah it was a photo of but anyway that's what she said so basically she lands in rwanda and they're like uh you have to quarantine or something for a few days after you land there and then i think she got tested for corona yeah and she tested positive yeah. so they were like okay, you're gonna have to be like in this facility mm-hmm. for two weeks and she just had a breakdown mm-hmm. on her tiktok Talking about like, oh, she can't smoke weed for her anxiety, and <laughs> I don't know what she's locked up in a foreign country. <laughs> and everybody was basically like, "Girl, why are you traveling right now?" Like, also, you're in an America, and you're like in an epicenter of corona. Why are you traveling to like a small African country? Like, what are your intentions? You know, yeah. I just, yeah, I feel like that really made us think about you know the whole gap here um situation and how a lot of like i don't want to say white people only cuz i feel like it's just western people generally whenever they think of how they can do charity they're like oh uh let me go to africa you know <laughs> and i don't know i don't know what one gains from that experience i don't know but... she was actually <laughs> very
1: arrogant there and she was saying oh she, they don't speak the, they don't speak english here and it's like girl they speak yeah I'm language, that. At least, I'm, I'm sure at least three languages are official there must be as yeah well, and they yeah. obviously speak english what are you saying and then they pull in the comments telling her to bribe them do you know rwanda do you know their presidents? yeah yeah that is
0: not the place for that but yeah that story reminded me of like when was it? I think it was the second year again. I was doing. Um, I was running the East African Society, yeah. and <laughs> I had a stall during Freshers' Week. We were not trying to recruit people yeah, for the back. society, yeah. and like a bunch of like people would just come <laughs> to the stall, like these UK people, white like British people. Yeah. Would come to the study. And be like, yeah, hi, like, blah blah blah. Yeah, How are you doing? I'm, like, I'm good. And you know, I'm like wondering, like, okay, why are you here? And then the first one, <laughs> the first one was like, <laughs> it was so funny. It's like, yeah, um, during my gap year, I was in Botswana. Like, I was building. I don't know what he was doing. I don't remember exactly. Something like, some something to do with like water and like water for like people okay, in we'll some villages. Yeah, and he was like, Yeah, I went to Botswana, I did this, this, this. And then I was like confused because I was like, Okay, Botswana is in Southern Africa, first of all. I've never been there. I don't really know how to carry on this conversation. Like (laughs) I don't know I don't know what you want me to say. Like it was so awkward genuinely, because I was now trying like trying to make connections between Botswana and Kenya, a place I've never been. I don't know much about it. It was just such an awkward conversation. But I feel like it also goes back to how to a lot of people, Africa is like one place. Yeah. So if you've been to one place in Africa, you feel like you can now talk to any African about Africa. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we don't I, I know, don't that know much is. about that. You
1: know, it's like me. I, coming, I, don't, I don't know. i <laughs> coming to talk to a, to a UK, a British person about France, and they've never been. Like, what? Yeah. that?
0: Yeah, and there's the odd chance that maybe they've never been to France. It's like, what's, exactly. what? Why do you bring that up? You know, mm. it's very very strange. No, they
1: like, they just like um to feel a sense of superiority, especially the Christian ones. Those ones are the worst, you know. Someone who says, yeah, this, oh yeah, because like, you know they also do their like missionary stuff, yeah. yeah. They're just coming to do soft colonization. Actually, not soft colonization, full-on colonization, but you know. Like someone was saying we should we should watch yeah. it and just go to their their orphanages in the UK or the US and take pictures with their kids. And then we're saying how much we did so much charity yes. in this place. We learned so much from the kids. They taught us so much. Like these people have no shame. That's why in Kibera they are chasing away those white people because they've learned that these guys are using us for poverty porn, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a bit explain like exploitative right it is because i also wonder like do you really have to travel all the way to africa or asia or whatever to find kids that need food kids that need to be taught like education like these things are happening in your country like in your own country there are children who are sleeping hungry Mm. there are children who are getting you know substandard education like i just don't understand why you need to go across the world to try and fix that issue you know, it's a very like, it's the, what do they call it? The white savior complex, yeah. you know, it's very like, I think people should interrogate look within yourself why you feel they need to go to those, those countries in quotes to go and do that work. You know? And it's,
1: um, it's annoying because when they're called out on it, they start saying, oh, I don't understand why people are so divisive. I don't understand. We are all one people, one, one family, one love, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why is it always the same script from these people? It's always down to let's not be divisive. Anytime somebody who is in a position where there can be an oppressor or whatever, whether it's a man, a white person, a white woman, they always go back to let's not be divisive. And it's like, no, come on, like, don't, don't hide behind Kumbaya and what I call toxic positivity. People are always saying, let's be positive. Let's just, you know, let's, Mm. let's, let's let's, um, accept that we are going to have conflicts and accept that what you're doing is wrong, you know it's not everything every day that positive thing that you're yeah. doing is affecting think- our economy negative negatively especially with aid especially you bringing your charity over here because you're affecting the local efforts that is probably going yeah. on in the ground you you're coming and bulldozing and not doing anything you're just doing instagram photo op ah it's so frustrating
0: yeah yeah. And also, you know, like you're saying, to a lot of people that do that work, they are very, in a way, they are innocent, especially the ones who are much younger. Like they start doing it when they're like 18, 19. They don't really understand the, the wider context of the, what they're mm-hmm. doing, you know, because to them, they think what I'm doing has positive only has a positive effect. But there's a lot of negatives that also come with it that I think people need to, like we need to have those conversations. You shouldn't feel attacked when someone tells you, you know what, I know you think you're trying to do a really good thing, but actually the net effect is negative. I feel like you should be able to like take that in, you know, without taking it personally. Because, you know, also now um, I, the last like couple of years I've been seeing the conversation come up about sex tourism, yeah which is something that's now become very rampant in a lot of, like, African and Asian countries. And, you know, what that in itself also ties into this aid issue, this, like, charity work, you Mm. know. So, like, be open to having these conversations. You know, I think also the internet has made it so that, or social media specifically, so that people feel like everything is adversarial, like it's like me against you. And I don't think... I don't think that's the best way. I feel like it should just be, you know what, if I'm doing something and a group of people who are affected by the thing I'm doing are saying, hey, this is not affecting me positively. Mm. Like, just listen, just listen, like open your ears, open your heart. Don't don't take it as an attack on you. You know,
1: Yeah, and I also think apart from the individuals that actually come to do those things, I think also it's the organizations that are to blame these NGOs that are for profit. Because, okay, one thing, Sad. as much as we may not Sad. like UK and the things he does, one of the things he did was to chase away some of these NGOs. Of course, he chased away the ones who are not beneficial to him negative yeah. being, uk
0: being Kenyatta, yes, by the way. For those who don't <laughs> just know who uk
1: is, right. um yeah so <laughs> these these organizations are the ones who are coming to leech off our you know our resources and coming essentially to just do neocolonization colonization and all that and it's like these people yeah. need to be also checked properly you know you can't just come here and just yeah. because we are out of that era you know it's it's like a 50-50 let's like we, we're in a position where we can negotiate properly with the world you know it's not like we are yeah. starving for anything and speaking of um exactly. colonization and imperialism this is now off off topic mm. but now um the other day Jackie Aina was being roasted on the TL <laughs> she'll probably not yeah, listen I to our podcast after this because she's been blocking people <laughs> left and right <laughs>
0: Oh no, Jackie, sis, we love you, but you know, we have to have this conversation.
1: Yes, yes. and it's a very important conversation. Because okay, the background. Yeah. You know, so Jackie Aina is a makeup artist and a beauty vlogger and an influencer for those mm-hmm. who don't know. And um, okay, I've been I watched her since maybe since 2015, I would say. And she used to talk about her yeah. past a lot, how she was divorced, and um, also when she was in the military, she spoke a lot about that, which is fine, you know. Yeah. Um. Most most people have been. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, many Americans have been in the military, so that's not a, really a shock. But now we are kind of in the era of, um, you know. Um, talking about uh, mm-hmm. police brutality and the mi- mi- military-industrial complex, and people like Obama are coming under fire for, you know, throwing drones on people's countries. And, you know, being he's now being criticized, you know, over, over things he wasn't really du- during his presidency. And, you know, now one of the is things this? is this military-industrial complex. So now Jackie um, was in the military. Wait, and-
0: is this the thing he was being criticized? Sorry? I missed that who is this you're saying was being criticized for things they Obama. did before I missed that Obama
1: was being okay okay yeah for his presidency because okay. you know we even spoke mm. about this um the other day but wasn't on here. so um yeah, yeah, yeah now Jackie um was in the military that's fine. apparently she was a reserve, she was in the reserve, which means um she she wasn't active, but she was in a position where she could be called anytime if they needed her. Yeah, but people are saying she mm. was just distributing pens in the military. So it's like, why are you coming for Jackie? <laughs> All she was doing was sitting in an office distributing pens, which is not the point. Yeah. So um, apparently a video resurfaced of her um, basically talking about her military background and now how she's doing beauty. And it was posted by the US Army, so it looked like a recruitment video. Yes. And you know the thing is yes. these um. The, these recruiters army recruiters are are known or apparently that's this is what americans say that they are known to target um people black people or people of color from um poor neighborhoods or you know um lower class neighborhoods and stuff because that's the only way they can earn money for their families and things like that but it's like why did yeah. she, you know she that that video was posted in 2019 and we are now in 2020, yeah. and she has consistently put out her stance that you know she she she's uh, she's very much for black women for the Black Lives Matter movement. But then you know, mm-hmm. it, being in the military is one thing, but promoting them actively in 2019 is another. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: exactly, I think yeah, obviously during this whole. Black Lives Matter thing coming up again. I think a lot of people are also now becoming more aware of like um, Pan Africanism, mm-hmm. I guess, in a sense, where it's like not only Black people in America are affected by, you know, racism and white supremacy and that type of violence a lot of black people in the diaspora in africa other places are also subjected to that same type of violence you know and so if you're now saying you know you support black lives matter and you support black women uh it just doesn't really line up for you to also then be endorsing you know (laughs) The, the u.s empire yeah, considering what they do to a lot of not only black people but just like people of color generally across the globe yes. it just seems it's inconsistent you know yes. and yeah i don't think took the criticism that well because like you're saying she's just blocking everyone but i think i don't know it's one of those things where like i don't judge her for joining the military because I don't know, she might not have been someone who was privy to this type of conversations before, like all those years before when she joined the military. But now, I feel like she knows better now. And so I feel like now she should be saying something different. You know, she shouldn't be saying, yeah, um, I'm really happy to have been in the military. You should also join the military. It was a great experience. Like, it should be a bit more, like, self-reflective. You know, like, look inwards and just be like, yeah,
1: some maybe it wasn't actually,
0: like the best thing but i did it at the time you know yeah.
1: some tweets are actually more pointed They were even saying you should be ashamed of being in the military. So i'm like okay whoa whoa slow down <laughs> but um yeah no i
0: don't i don't think that because i don't know all across the world like not only in america there are many people who are in the military who to them it's just a job hiking, it's not they don't think about it today Geopolitical consequences. It's. I don't think they care, really. You yeah, know, that's it's. True. It's just what.
1: But on the other hand, it's just one On the other side, I. I don't. I. Um. I'm always like, okay, there's. It's. It's difficult for me because I always think, okay, this is a in. Mm-hmm. This is an imperial. This is an imperial tool from the U.S. Empire. This whole thing that they do, you know, and it's. Black people participating in that empire and they can't seem to reconcile that defense. Like if you're able to say, you know, all cops are bastards, you know, and then you can't Mm -hmm. put that same analysis to the military. So now the defense comes that, oh, we were poor or we didn't have money. And, you know, actually research suggests that um, a lot of people in the military are also from a military background themselves, plus they're from middle class Mm. families, most of them. I mean, like a a majority. So it's like, how can you always fall back into into that defense? And even if you do, why can't you interrogate the fact that you are in a complex, you know? Even that, it's like saying, you know, the one one bad apple argument all over again. So it's like, yeah, you're you're maybe distributing that pen, but like you're you're helping the person who's also going to kabom people in the global south. So yeah. it's like a very complicated yeah. conversation but I wish that it was interrogated better yeah. rather than people just yeah. you know um being complicit and it gets very nasty because the other day some woman just admitted on the TL that she bombed kids and what so it's like how can you be so proud Yeah to admit I that. that you know <laughs> it became so nasty and I'm like black people especially should interrogate that i mean i don't think many yeah i don't know the the attitude towards the military is very different maybe in parts like in uk because they always say "Me, i wouldn't fight for this country why would i fight for them you know but i don't know i think the american culture is very patriotic oriented yeah like, but very i think military and stuff yeah the difference is like
0: actually i was It feeds into my point, which I was gonna make, which is that I think the reason why um, Americans are able to make that distinction between like police and military comes back to just the fact that they are American, Mm -hmm. and there's that issue of American exceptionalism. Mm -hmm. They believe actually like their country is the greatest country in the world, and they will bomb other people because they are protecting their freedoms. I think they really do believe that, and so. Yeah, I think also just maybe their news and their politics, how it's how it goes there. They really do believe they have a lot of threats around the world, and they believe their military protects them. You know, so I think to them, they can really make a distinction between police and military, just based on that. I you guess know? So. Yeah. But other, yeah, other black people, like in the UK, for example, how they're like, nah, I could never fight for this country a lot of black people in the UK are like immigrants or like first generation, second generation. Mm -hmm. So as much as they see themselves as like British, they also recognize that they are also something else, you know, whether they are like British Nigerian or British Ghanaian or British Kenyan, whatever, like they do, they don't really, they've not bought into the, like, you know, the empire like if that's the best way to say it maybe I don't know the younger people the, the best older to...
1: people are more invested in the empire because they always love queen, queen yeah. elizabeth and them people
0: true 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 oh my god and how they love diana yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but as for americans, yeah, yeah, really... and i don't know and maybe it's a difference between black and white americans i wouldn't say the same for black americans because their experience of America is very different, but yes, the Mm -hmm. Americanism and the patriotism and you know the the fighting for our freedoms is very much embedded into American culture. And it's like, yo, no one is taking your we don't want your freedom. You already got your freedom in (laughs) seventeen hundreds. We don't want it. So why why what is your freedom doing over here? Why where how did we get your freedom? You are the ones with the guns, the manpower and all that so it's like some people really need to like i know you know you might be in a bad situation and then a recruiter comes and tells you this is the best way forward for your family but it's like there are a lot of people struggling in the world like let me not lie like a lot of people are in the same situation but they don't pick up a gun to go shoot kids you know so even if you're not picking up the gun you're contributing because there's a lot of things, yeah. a lot of shady things that go on there, like you know, sexual assault on women in the military. Like it's just bad all the way around. So Yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like that conversation definitely needs to be had. Like I feel like it's good that people are talking about yes. it. And I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's sad that Jackie enna had to be the reason <laughs> the conversation <laughs> came up. Yeah. But yeah, I hope I hope she can look past like obviously there are many a lot, there's a lot of like tweets and stuff where like they're just being so nasty to her i hope she can look past that and look at just like the substance of the issue yeah. like why people
1: yeah and disagree with thing her, with and her she, yeah the good thing with her she always she listens like she she sees criticism yeah. and listens but if she doesn't then well i don't know man <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it is what it is but like also on that same topic you remember i was telling you last week that i saw something where the u.s was asking for authorization to like um do drone strikes within the kenyan oh, borders gosh, yeah, you did um me. yeah that's it yeah so you know these conversations about like the american military like and also black lives matter these things also have like relevance to us you know yes so yeah, people should pay attention.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, Guru smiling, smiling with Macron the other day. I was just like, "Hey, hey oh he's God. going to invite this devil into our country mm-hmm. after he's not paid. You after he he's still paying for the devil revo- anyway. <laughs> That's what we will get to Twitter another mean. day.
0: <laughs> it's actually so gross. Like he really just holds himself out to everyone.
1: Yo, us out, not even us
0: as, as a country
1: <laughs> like we're being, we're always being sold out every day we're wondering who are being sold today
0: like bro like did you like we owe the Chinese I don't know how many billions like we can't afford to owe anybody else money like relax just chill <laughs> take a break you know
1: hey this guy thank yeah he's cashing out man but the, today is not Uhuruke, just a bad day that you come for another episode <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that's for another day. But, yeah, um, in, like, subsequent podcasts, I think, obviously, right now, we've just touched on a few issues, yeah. but we'll go more in-depth on some of these issues, especially, like, law school. um,
1: And also, like, the, our existence online and black women and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: internet culture. Mm. We also wanted to... Have a conversation about like the protect black women hashtag yeah. so i think that's also the podcast soon yeah um i, I think
1: we're also going about, to yeah. have guests probably if we get them if yeah yeah we're probably going to yes. get a range of people like who've been to ksl or maybe maybe we, we if we can find someone who's not going to ksl and has done a degree maybe that would be like yeah. beneficial exactly so we can have a different perspective yeah
0: Yeah, i think we're gonna we're gonna try and have guests so that you know if on specific issues we might have someone who can shed a bit more light than you know we have on them so yeah look forward to that
1: yeah so i think that wraps up our first episode and you've done it in an hour yeah
0: me too like honestly i feel like go ask
1: you know, um, <laughs> and yeah um, I can't wait for the next things they're about to do so stay tuned for that yeah thanks for tuning in and see you guys next time yep, this has been not a Millennium Podcast